You're listening to Tech Talk Central. We are in Mobile World Congress here in Barcelona. This is Sakis Triantafilakis for Tech Talk Central, and we are really happy and excited to have Phil Zimmerman, the co-founder of Silent Circle. Uh, actually, uh, Phil Zimmerman is the creator of Pretty Good Privacy, the most widely used email encryption software in the world, and he's a privacy activist. Uh, so, Phil, please tell us more about what Silent Circle is up to now, and uh, more about the uh, black phone. Uh, well, Silent Circle does uh, secure telephone calls, uh, most most of all. We also do do secure text messaging. Um, uh, we we have a uh, an app that you can uh, download for your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android phone, that lets you make uh, a secure phone call uh, to someone else running the same app through, going through our servers. We do it in such a way that the cryptographic keys that encrypt the call are negotiated between the smartphones uh, and not shared with the servers. That means that the servers cannot wiretap the call, and nor can we help anyone else wiretap the call. We also have a uh, product that um, is a uh, an Android phone that lets you run this in a more protected uh, platform. You know, uh, one of the problems of of trying to make good cryptographic software is no matter how good you make the cryptographic software, if somebody could put malware on the computer that it's running on, then it can compromise the integrity of the platform, and then um, all is lost. So in our case. We decided to build our own platform, build our own smartphone, and do a lot of things to protect it from uh, malware. Well, that was a brave decision, to be honest, because we have seen a lot of uh, security uh, companies having their own software, but from uh, a software company to a hardware company, that's a big change. Well, it is, um, but you know, if you're serious about doing uh, strong encryption software and you think about like look at the Snowden revelations. What they talked about mostly was not breaking crypto, or at least not breaking good strong crypto, like the kind I design, uh, but rather compromising the computers that the crypto runs on. That's what you see in the Snowden documents. And so the best way to address that is to is to build your own, to build your own, you know, to, to we took, uh, you know, Android, we modified it to make it be more hardened against external attacks. Um, and we, you know, we control the hardware completely, and and so that way we can make the platform almost as secure as the as the cryptography. Well, the thing is that we live in a world where bring your own device actually is the the standard. So you've got the solution with Blackphone, uh, where you've got the hardware and the software combined. But uh, what about the ones that are using their own devices? Do you? What can you do about that? Well, uh, you can always download the apps from the App Store, either the Apple App Store if you, if that's what you're using, or the Android, uh, you know, Google Play App Store. Um, I read uh, recently an article about um, a malware that was uh, basically uh, installed in the firmware of uh, hard drives and. That's, that's been a really big issue recently. So uh, you think that the solution to that kind of problem is basically providing your own universal uh, platform with the hardware and the software and the services 
in order to, to be safe, to be secure. Is that right? Yes. Uh, you know, cryptographers have, have um, lamented the, uh, the insecurity of the platform for years. Uh, e even though we try hard to make good crypto protocols, but you know, we, we, we've always recognized that the weak link is what the computer we're running on. So rather than only curse the darkness, we decided to light a candle. So tell us more about uh, Silent Circle's customers. Where are you focusing on? We mostly focus on the enterprise, but the consumers, of course, uh, were the early adopters of our of our uh, technology. Um, we've got uh, end user, consumer users in more than a hundred countries. Uh, we have uh, enterprise users, uh, you know, banks, uh, journalists, uh, uh, oil companies, uh, uh, people that have to operate in aggressive wiretapping environments. We also have government users, uh, you know. Um, U.S. Navy SEALs use our, use our software. Um, at the press conference yesterday, uh, I heard that 75% of your customers are basically enterprise. That's correct. That's, um, that's where the people that are, that are most motivated. So, uh, let's talk about uh, privacy. Uh, we've seen the last years that a lot of data is, uh, are generated uh, through every single action we take. Uh, either it's on digital, either there has been sensors planted in certain uh, applications. So every day, a lot of data is generated. How can we be aware of how that data could be used? How can we protect ourselves? And what, uh, what might be your point of view on that? You know, to try to give advice on what people can do to protect themselves against all the various kinds of attacks is not an easy thing. Um, you have to be careful what you get when you, like when you receive emails, don't open PDF files from strangers, uh, don't take candy from strangers. Um, when, you, um, when you access uh, your email server, do it through SSL or, or TLS. Um, uh, you know, don't open spam that has attachments that you don't know what they might do. Uh, uh, there's all there's all kinds of things for you know, kind of cryptographic hygiene. So, what are the next moves for Silent Circle? You've got the software, you've got the uh, smartphone, and are you thinking of uh, going to other places, to other markets? Because we live in a society that is now entering the Internet of Things. Uh, you know, the Internet of Things is probably going to be our, our biggest exposure in the future. Um, there's all these little devices like thermostats and, and um, uh, appliances that have processors in them that are going to be connected to the Internet. Um, they, they provide an attack vector. And not only that, but it's not just that they uh, provide a way for someone to attack them, but even their normal behavior when they're doing what they're supposed to do what they were designed to do, they're doing bad things. I mean, for example, one of the big TV makers makes a smart TV that has a, a camera and a microphone on it. And the camera is for like face recognition and so that I identify which user, you know, your various preferences. And, and the voice recognition software that takes your commands, that's why the microphone is there. But the problem is that the cameras and the microphone is on all the time and it's connected to a server. So if you, put one of these in your living room, it's like you've turned your living room into North Korea.
<laughs> so that's that's where the product is is doing what it was designed to do. So what it's designed to do is bad behavior. So the Internet of Things um, is really kind of a dangerous world to to start doing unless we put more thought into creating products. Um, I mean, what we need to do is we need to find guidelines that that put market pressure on companies that make IoT, Internet of Things de devices, uh, make them operate in the in the customer's interest, in the user's interest, and not the company's interest. So, um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's uh, that that's that, that that explains a lot, but. Let's say, for example, that I, I'm a, a normal user, an average user. What can I do um, if I'm posting my status on Facebook? Um, what can I do if, uh, for example, um, I've opened the thermostat in my house uh, and uh, now I'm leaving, so I will close my thermostat because I'm not in-house. So if someone can really have that data and knows where I am, yes. when I, whenever I am somewhere, isn't that a, a big a, a, a big challenge? Yes, it is a, a terrible risk uh, for a lot of people. They, you know, they'll take photographs at home. You know, they, maybe they'll take a photograph of their dog or their kids. They'll upload it to Facebook, and you know that photograph, if it's taken with, let's say, an iPhone or a camera that has a GPS receiver in it, the photograph has a location stamp in it. And so, if somebody could look at your Facebook page and see your exact GPS coordinates. And then they see later on on your Facebook page, oh, I'm taking a vacation in Italy now. Oh, I'm in the Greek islands. Oh, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to Disneyland for two weeks. Then the, then the criminals can go and steal for things from your house. Maybe they'll see in the photograph, here's a picture of your dog, but you see in the background are some expensive things in your home. And here's your GPS coordinates. And here you are telling people that you are not at home for the next two weeks. I mean, what a perfect uh, tool for burglars. A lot of people are not aware of how many, how much information they're sharing with, uh, actually, publicly. So, um, do you think that a consortium or an organization should be uh, created in order to, to have a code of ethics on uh, whether uh, and how uh, will that data be used? Um, I, yes, I, you know, I'm... Lately, I've been interested in trying to uh, maybe try to create a, a set of guidelines for Internet of Things uh, to uh, prescribe good behavior, to try to encourage products to be made that, that have the, the user's interest in, in mind instead of the company's interest, uh, and maybe try to get some uh, public advocacy groups behind it. In the United States, we have, you know, Electronic Frontier Foundation, Electronic Privacy Information Center. Uh, in England, you have uh, Privacy International. Um, you know, a, a lot of the European countries have privacy commissions. It, if we can get some institutional buy-in from groups that uh, are interested in privacy, then maybe we can create guidelines that companies that build products could... It, it could create market pressure for them to follow these guidelines. Uh but do you think that the technology is way ahead of those institutions? And it will always be because technology is really, is really yeah. growing fast. Yeah, technology moves at the speed of Moore's Law and public policy lags behind. So, that was uh, Phil Zimmerman for Silent Circle. 
Phil Zimmerman is the co-founder of Silent Circle. And we talked about privacy, security, in all kinds of devices. Uh, and uh, obviously we talked about Silent Circle and Black Phone. This is Saki Trendafilakis for Tech Talk Central. Thank you. You're listening to Tech Talk Central 